The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I heard a good joke today. Matter of fact, it's going to be in the promo over the weekend. What do you think is going to get fired first? A North Korean nuke or Mitch McConnell? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's Chris Alcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in to the program on a Friday. 888-900-3393. That is the phone number to reach out to the program. Now, I took a couple of calls on the earlier show from folks very concerned that we're going to get into a war. And the folks were concerned about Kim Jong-il. They were concerned about Donald Trump. Is this how you feel? I'm curious. Are you concerned that it will be Donald Trump who gets us into a war? And I, I really think, because there are people who actually claim to be Republicans or even conservatives who say this is a legitimate fear. And I have some questions for that. Coming up with the program today, Charlie Gasparino will be on. We'll talk a little bit about the economy. Uh, if you want to touch out a base with us on social media, Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show, Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. By the way, that I mentioned where Gasparino was from, Fox Business Network. So knows what he's talking about. Catching the show live, easy to do. Blaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app. Listening on demand, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And make sure you check out the Chris Salcedo Show's presence on theblaze.com. There's a channels tab. You click on that, you find uh, my mug, and make sure you click on it and make sure you follow us. Actually, follow everybody at theblaze.com channel section. That way you'll be exposed to a, a, a cornucopia, a plethora, a myriad opinion and uh, and talent at least in the case of everybody else with me you just get you know opinion <laughs> i don't know if you can assign the word um talent to what i'm doing I, I just i'm doing this by instinct most of the time instinct guided by common sense uh let's get the flip around going and let's start off a uh, chris wallace is speaking right now on Fox. It probably won't tell us everything, but certainly if it's calm, that would be a good indication that things have dialed back. When you mentioned that fire and uh, fury line, I think it was fire, fury and power the other day. A lot of people in the U.S. jumped on the president over that comment and they they did not necessarily consider what James Mattis had said. You know, when the general talked about cease any consideration of actions that would lead to the end of your regime and the destruction of its people. That, in many ways, arguably, is a much stronger statement. He's essentially saying to Kim Jong-un, if you make a move, you will be destroyed, and so will many of the men and women who live in your country. Yeah, I, I, the one difference, I guess, would be the fact that one is the, by the Secretary of Defense, and we expect them uh, to, be, to speak in more military terms, uh, just as we expect the Secretary of Defense, and Tillerson has certainly been doing that this week in speaking in more diplomatic terms. When you hear it from the President of the United States, and, and I have to say I've never heard that kind of rhetoric before but from a President, some will say that's good. That 
What a bunch of BS. We went through this yesterday. I've never heard rhetoric from that. Then you're not listening, Chris Wallace. Or he's going to drop another bomb, as he did. turns out we did on Nagasaki. Well, that's a pretty apocalyptic moment to compare it to. So this is pretty unprecedented, uh, certainly in the last 50 or 60 years, and it got people's attention. Yeah. We'll see whether it's helpful or whether it isn't. Yeah, 50 or 60 years. Well, just because you haven't heard it, Chris Wallace, doesn't mean that it hasn't, been, hasn't taken place. And this got a lot of attention on the, on the Chris Salcedo Show page on TheBlaze.com. Our exposing yesterday that presidents do talk like this when they have a uh, a mind toward communicating with the people and a mind toward communicating with the individuals who need to hear what they need to say and not cloaked behind the niceties of diplomacy. It's a nuclear bomb, Chris Wallace. You don't want to be diplomatic or somehow interpretive. You want to be straightforward and direct. And the president was. Let's get over to CNN, one of those uh, purveyors of uh, jumping on Trump for his words. But all right, so let's take the White House at their word that he was being sarcastic. Why is the president being sarcastic when he's talking about something that he hadn't even touched? He, had, he hadn't even responded to, you know, the news from Putin from a couple of weeks ago on the 755 U.S. diplomats. And the one and only time we have it is it's sarcasm. Brooke, his his inconsistency is his great consistency. I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but the unpredictable nature of what he might say. (laughs) You think so? I think it's a little too long. But as I was watching your highlight reel, I was reflecting on the many conversations that you and I had in the lead up to the 2016 election where we wondered aloud, and I was often mistaken, in thinking that there would be some pivot. This, I mean, this is just, it's vintage Donald Trump. Uh, what you see is what you get. He's the same person who was elected. It's the way he's comported himself. And frankly, it's what makes, you know, some of these press availabilities, rare as they have become, so interesting to watch and see him. You know, as rare as they've become, I mean, th- this is a joke. A joke. He sat there, not through one, but two press conferences and he was getting the okay last question last question the cut sign he just kept on going he was calm he was confident and yes he was rational he he was not mocking he wasn't being sarcastic toward america and these diplomats who were coming home from russia he was being sarcastic from putin Putin expelled our diplomats because of the sanctions, right? And then what CNN wanted him, Donald Trump to do was get up there and say, oh man, that hurts so bad. Oh my gosh, Vladimir Putin, you're such a superior man. Oh my goodness, it's, it hurts so badly. Oh, I don't know. I, I, it just is so terrible. Oh my gosh. How, what can I do to make it up to you, Vladimir Putin? What can I do to make it up to you? Because that's what CNN's ilk would do. Instead, Trump laughs it off. Hey, I want to thank Putin. We're going to save some money on the budget. I've got the soundbite. Let me see. Hold on. It's in here somewhere. Here it is. This is what Trump said yesterday. No, I, I want to thank him because we're trying to cut down on payroll. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm very thankful that he let go of a large number of people because now we have a smaller payroll. 
there's no real reason for them to go back. So I greatly appreciate the fact that they've been able to cut our payroll for the United States. We'll save a lot of money. These folks at CNN and, and others in the basket of bias press, they just don't get it. They're the joke and they don't get it. Anybody who knows Trump or has been watching Trump, what, what, what was he going to do? Let Vladimir Putin know that what he did hurt us? It didn't. What is he going to do? Pretend? Oh, this is serious. This is so serious. Screw it. Uh, thank, thanks, Putin. I get to cut some money from the federal budget. Thank you. Now, the reason why that offends CNN is because CNN loves themselves some government largesse. The more of your money that uh, the government can pee away, the more CNN likes it. Uh, let's get over to MSNBS. A very calm, measured response to the crisis, Chris. And again, as you're looking to watch to see uh, where this might be headed, how closely are you watching Guam? Because a lot of what we've heard, again, a lot of people have not heard about Guam for a very long time. They're learning that these are U.S. <laughs> citizens who live there. They're learning about the military yeah. bases that are there. But <laughs> You mean a lot of people that watch MSNBS had never heard of Guam? That's a great question. I, I spoke to a friend of mine in the Pentagon this morning, and he said one of the things that they fear probably more than anything else is what they call a North Korean, quote, demonstration. You may remember 2011, they sank a frigate, a South Korean frigate. You may remember that they fired a few rounds over the DMZ. Uh, North Korea's guidance systems, ladies and gentlemen. As we talked with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer yesterday, they can't hit the broad side of the barn. If they're firing at the continental U.S., doesn't matter where it lands, they're going to hit something. But if they're trying to hit a small island like Guam, they don't have the ability yet. Let's elect another Democrat and sure as shooting they will. But as long as long as we have a conservative or a Republican office, they shouldn't get that technology. And I don't think Guam has anything to worry about. Uh, maybe it's tourism does, but uh, I, I used to work with a guy who worked on Guam. Guam is very small. <laughs> uh, half a day. Yeah, uh, unlike those who watch MSNBS, I've, I've heard of Guam and Looked up Guam and yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> it's Friday. Can you tell? Uh, as I said, Charlie Gasparino from Fox Business coming up. We'll check on the uh, on the economy and basically detail how well Donald Trump has done despite the Republicans' lack of achievement in the Congress. Also, we will be doing a bit of a desk-clearing day. I have a lot of stuff I haven't gotten to all week that I want to get to today. Mary Ramirez will be up at her appointed time. So don't miss it. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Be right back. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo show on the blaze radio network. Okay. Welcome back. I wanted to, uh, 
spend some time on um, something that was this is this was a special that aired last weekend, and I, it wasn't something that I was going to spend a lot of time on. But uh, and if other news pushed it out of the way, I wasn't going to report on it at all, and I certainly wasn't going to promote it ahead of time because it wasn't worth watching. Uh, and I didn't watch it. I read the I read the postmortem, but and it was pretty much what I've expected a load of crap. Uh, CNN's potty mouth correspondent Fareed Zakaria had a special and was examining why Trump won. And and you know, I I already knew their canned, pre concluded. Uh, reasons that they would find for his victory, none of which resemble truth whatsoever. But here's what Fareed Zakaria had to say in the lead up to the special. Again, it was on last weekend. I'm not promoting it. I'm just telling you it did happen. And in case you missed it, you were lucky. What we really tried to ask uh, Wolf was not not even why he won, but why he even came close. Because everybody has their own pet theories. Well, it was Hillary was a weak candidate, the Comey letter, Russia. But really, the bigger question is: This is the most unorthodox presidential candidate. Uh, really, why did he even win the nomination against sixteen very talented politicians? Why did he, folks? Why did he win the election? Despite 16 very talented politicians. He just answered his own question. He didn't, not smart enough to figure it out, but he just did. It's because politicians got us $20 trillion in debt. Politicians, seasoned politicians, allowed North Korea to nuke up. Politicians gave billions of taxpayer dollars to Iran, paved the way for the Iranians to nuke up. So listen, uh, Fareed Zakaria, you can already tell, he has no flipping clue. Oh, no, we're going to go and examine, uh, going to go examine why Donald Trump uh, even came close. And we're going to talk to a whole bunch of left wing nuts. It was hate. Oh, it was just hate because America is such a hateful place and he gave them an outlet for their hate. Why did he come close when he made so many um, statements, gaffes, mistakes that would have blown up the candidacy of anybody? Not anybody. No, not anybody. See, Fareed Zakaria is just as phony as the politicians that he is carrying the water for. Notice I didn't specify party. Fareed Zakaria is a vacuous man and an elitist, an elitist prig, P-R-I-G. He hasn't a clue as to the reason why Donald Trump connected with everyday Americans. As a matter of fact, if Fareed Zakaria looked in the mirror, he would have a better idea of why Donald Trump won. People like you, Fareed Zakaria, Pretentious, arrogant, and elitist. The American, true Americans can't stand people like you. 
who don't give a, who don't really give a damn about their everyday plight. They recognize it was people like you, Faria, who came up with the words "fly over country." They know that the elitists who live in Washington, D.C., representatives who don't represent them, can't relate to them. Donald Trump spoke to them in terms they could understand and gave voice to their frustrations. When Americans said they were tired of illegal immigration, Fareed Zakaria, you know what you said to them? You, you called them racists. When Americans said they didn't want government involved in their health care decisions, you know what you called them? You called them uninformed. You condescended. Oh, it's just too complicated for you to understand. Trust us, it'll be great. The reason why Donald Trump won was because he was an expression of frustration of people just like you, Fareed Zakaria. That's why Congress and the mainstream press have similar approval numbers. It's because you guys are right on par. You guys carry the water. In fact, Fareed Zakaria, your whole damn network is a marketing arm for the Democrat Party. And everybody knows it. If anybody, there must have been something there that was deeper. And we tried to get at that deeper issue, which is really a a portrait of America, a kind of cultural and class portrait of an America that feels deeply resentful about uh, the direction the country is going in uh, and the people who run the country, uh, people, you know, who are professionals, urban, educated. Oh. See, those of you who supported Donald Trump, you're not professional you're not educated uh Fareed Zakaria you're you're the unwashed masses that because nobody nobody who was educated could have voted for Donald Trump right nobody who was educated could look at an ineffective congress and say oh that's you just don't understand the, uh, governing is tough It's not so tough when you have leftists in charge. They ram their policies down our throats and we have nothing to say about it. What do you think our frustration stems from? That Republicans can't seem to undo it as readily. But listen to the arrogance of this man. And listen to the the conclusion of his BS report. His BS documentary. The reason why Donald Trump won is because you and I resent educated people, professional people like him. Screw you, Fareed Zakaria. You elitist moron. There are plenty of educated people out there who have legitimate education, street education that you can't hold a candle to. Fareed Zakaria, people will know what it's like to make America work. People like you, Fareed Zakaria, don't make America work. People like you ride on our backs. Liberal elitists who think that you're owed somehow a living. With no work ethic. That's the reason why Donald Trump won. They were tired of people who were living off of our backs. They were tired of a government that rode on our backs instead of walked by our side. It's a concept you can't grasp, Fareed. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. And we tried to get at that deeper issue, which is really a, a, a portrait of America, a kind of cultural and class portrait of an America that feels deeply resentful about uh, the direction the country is going in uh, and the people who run the country, uh, people, you know, who are professionals, urban, educated. Uh, this is, in a sense, an act of class rebellion. It is an act of cultural rebellion. Class and cultural rebellion. Listen to how he phrases it. Wait a minute. Uh, and I don't expect Fareed Zakaria to understand the concept either. This alleged educated man. America wasn't founded on the principle of classes leading and classes following, classes working. No, that's not what America is, Fareed Zakaria. Mr. Zakaria, America is a, well, it's supposed to be, a government of, by, and for the people. We are the government. In America, we are supposed to tell the government what to do, not the other way around, sir. We're not rebelling against class. We're rebelling against elitism against those who believe themselves better than us, that they don't have to listen to us, that they, they need to take care of us because they somehow know more how to run our lives than we do. Donald Trump, his victory was as a result of people who had grown tired with elitism, who think they knew, who think they knew everything, but by the fruits of their labors, or <clears throat> more to the point, they're not laboring showed that they didn't have any claim to intelligence whatsoever. Fareed Zakaria, how much brains does it take to run up a $20, a $20 trillion deficit? Debt, sorry. And how much brains does it take to spend over a trillion dollars more than is brought in through receipts for four consecutive years, as resident Obama did? How much brains does that take? Any fool can do that for Reed Zakaria. So this whole idea that Donald Trump's election was a rebellion against a class, a class that somehow deserves to govern. To heck with that. See, in America, it's, it's a very American concept for Reed Zakaria. You might want to familiarize yourself with it. Merit. Earning your way. Proving yourself worthy of support. President Obama got elected. Loma McClure, respect me. I'm president. First four years of this, of my time in media when he was in, I called him president. Even the first year of the show. It was President Obama until it was abundantly clear to me that he had 
set uh, us on a course and set himself on an agenda that he believed he was the office. Not that that office belonged to you and me, and we set the parameters. Donald Trump has a mandate from those who put him in office. He was sent there to be an agent of change, to send a clear message to any of those with ears to listen. And apparently, Fareed, you don't have ears to listen because you missed it. See, Fareed Zakaria came up with this special not to get to the truth, but to help himself sleep better at night. And Donald Trump is their guy. You can you can ask. We, we try to explain why he became their guy, but he is their guy. And, uh, you know, my sense has always been it, they, they, they have latched onto him the way you latch onto a sports team. The fact that the sports team is not doing well does not mean you will give up support. So, well, wait a minute. If, if doing well is the metric, then why did you support Barack Obama all those years for Reed Zakaria? Unless you think $20 trillion is, uh, is in debt as an asset. Unless you like that. Unless you liked 1% to 2% GDP. Never having achieved a 3% GDP his entire time in office. The first occupier of the Oval Office to ever accomplish, I shouldn't say accomplish, to burden the country with that feat. Uh, did, did you think that the advances and strides made in ICBM and nuclear technology of both Iran and North Korea under the term of President Obama, would you stack that up as a success for Reed Zakaria? And you dare to call us uneducated? I think you need to go back to school, sir. And look at what success is. Now, from whatever the hell country you're from, that might look like success to you. To a legitimate American, it does not. A, a legitimate American, a pro-American citizen, looks at a government that is a servant of the people, not a servant of itself. A real American wants a strong military, a secure border, thinks that the rule of law separates us from whatever hellhole you came from, Mr. Zakaria. And I don't know what, I don't even know what his nationality is. Don't really care. He's here now in a major pain in our ass. So, uh, you guys can see why I didn't promote this. It's, it's, it was just basically a boatload of tripe designed to make Fareed Zakaria feel better that a bunch of rubes and a bunch of unintelligent people elected this this president and it's that haughty arrogance that you have on full display mr zakaria that elected this president keep it up i encourage you to keep it up because the day you and your political brethren get it to not give lip service to the people but actually relate to the people that's when i believe the Democrat Party becomes viable again. But I would also contend that as soon as you start doing those things, you're no longer a Democrat. You're no longer a liberal because it runs counter. 
to what your objective is, which is control. And people keep watching and saying, well, but Trump is near, not really a conservative. Ideology doesn't matter. They say, well, he's not accomplishing much. Competence doesn't matter. This is some kind of tribal identity, and they're sticking with him. <laughs> I, in that, that, was, that whole soundbite, folks, was, was one minute and 22 seconds. I don't think I have ever heard such, so much drivel, so much wrong in one, one minute, 22 second soundbite that I just heard. I, I, I really, it boggles the mind how someone can be so wrong. Uh, real news uh, from Trump Tower debuted this week. Uh, here's a sample of it. Hey, everybody, I'm Kaylee McEnany. Thank you for joining us as we provide you the news of the week from Trump Tower here in New York. More great economic news on Friday. The July jobs report added a better than expected 209,000 jobs. Overall, since the president took office, President Trump has created more than one million jobs. The unemployment rate is at a 16-year low and consumer confidence is at a 16-year high, all while the Dow Jones continues to break records. President Trump has clearly steered the economy back in the right direction. Now, what you just heard was talking points from the Trump administration. And the numbers were factual, but the conclusions were drawn by the person who was a former CNN contributor, the conclusions she drawn made that not news, folks. It made it talk. It made it opinion. Because real news doesn't doesn't draw a conclusion. News presents the facts and lets you decide the conclusion. Uh, What you heard there was opinion. Now, they're going to call it real news. I have no problem with it. It's broadcast on Facebook. I have no problem with it. But (laughs) CNN does. Well, we found out yesterday when President Trump's Facebook page unveiled a mock newscast from former CNN contributor and longtime Trump supporter Kayleigh McEnany. The conservative website RedState.com called this, quote, propaganda straight out of North Korea's playbook. Obama's former ambassador to Russia said it, quote, feels eerily like so many state-owned channels I've watched in other countries. Oh, for the love of Pete. As if Donald Trump is the first person to put out video or audio propaganda from his own administration. You've got to be kidding me. Every president does this from one, in one form or another. Good grief. It's paid for by the campaign for crying out loud. It's a political, it's, it's political. They call it real news. Yeah, they're tweaking you, CNN. Obama's ambassador. Ooh, that's real credible. I'm sure he's, he, I'm sure he's going to give us an unbiased opinion. That's their idea of real news. The Trump Weekly News Roundup is being funded by President Trump's re-election campaign. Now, McEnany, who was also just named spokeswoman for the RNC, signed off her broadcast like this. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Kaylee McEnany, and that is the real news. Now, empirically, there's nothing journalistic about a political organization that exists to support a politician cheering on that politician. It's not real, and it's not news, and it's definitely not real news. Yeah, and uh, you folks over at CNN, Jake, are the authority on what is not real news. I'll be right back. The next generation of talk radio. The Chris Salcedo Show. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Are we uh, Coming up next hour, we have a lot to get into. Charlie Gasparino will be in from Fox Business Network. We'll talk about the economy and how things are going there. Uh, the press is, um, is losing its mind over, uh, over Trump, of course, always. But yesterday, guys, remind me, did we play the the arrogant north end of a southbound donkey on this show. Did we did we do it on this show? The, 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 the British guy who asked that question. Oh, we did do that. Okay. Yeah, the arrogant I yeah, we, we played the arrogant ass. In case in case you guys didn't hear it, listen to this. Congratulations on the on the UN Security Council sanctions. Uh it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess what, 20, 25 years was just too short a time. That's how long we've been dealing with, over 25 years, dealing with North Korea's belligerence. Now, I wouldn't expect this this millennial reporter, foreigner, to know that or to even acknowledge that because, hey, why let the facts get in the way of a good dig at the president? A president, by the way, who was able to orchestrate a 15 to nothing vote in the U.N. Security Council, something that Obama couldn't get done, that Bush couldn't get done, or Clinton couldn't get done. Trump got it done. Just saying. Now, yesterday, uh, you guys know that that Trump is being lambasted for making his uh, fury and fire comments. Well, he was asked, hey, uh, you know, you're getting a lot of blowback over this. Uh, You think it was too strong? Frankly, uh, the people that were questioning that statement, was it too tough? Maybe it wasn't tough enough. That was. Doubles down. That was his first press conference, impromptu press conference. He held a second longer one where he fielded so many questions at me, and we carried some of it here on the Salcedo show, the tail end of it. And as I mentioned off the top of the program, he's like, his people are going, come on, we got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. But Trump kept on taking questions. And he doubled down on his frank and stern talk about the murderous regime in North Korea. Preparing for many different alternative events at North Korea. If, uh, uh, he has disrespected our country greatly. He has said things that are horrific. And with me, he's not getting away with it. He got away with it for a long time between him and his family. He's not getting away with it. It's a whole new ball game. And he's not going to be saying those things, and he's certainly not going to be doing those things. Uh, I read about we're in Guam by August 15th. Let's see what he does with Guam. He does something in Guam. It will be an event the likes of which nobody's seen before, what will happen in North Korea. And when you say that, what, what do you mean? You'll see. You'll see. And he'll see. He dare. will see. It's not a dare. It's a statement. <laughs> the press. Is that a dare? Is that a dare? What do you guys think? It's a game? Shut up. A dare. Are you dare? Does it sound like a dare to you? Did it sound like? Uh, yeah, yes. President Trump was daring this guy to fire off a nuclear weapon. Are you kidding me? It's like, shut up. 
What are you, three? Has nothing to do with dare. That's a statement. He's not going to go around threatening Guam, and he's not going to threaten the United States, and he's not going to threaten Japan, and he's not going to threaten South Korea. No, that's not a, a dare, as you say. That is a statement of fact. You know, we mentioned yesterday uh, the uh, seasoned alleged reporter, Andrea Mitchell, over at MSNBS, uh, how she uh, seems to be losing bladder control over so much testosterone in the uh, Oval Office. I get the sense that a lot of these reporters who... Granted, maybe come up, came up during the era of Obama. They're not used to seeing somebody there that is so vociferously and dedicating so much time and energy to defending his own country. They're not; they're just not used to that kind of thing. And they better get used to it. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.